welcome to the Riding the Wall podcast, a new NASCAR podcast. Uh, we're just uh, getting started with this. Um, a little bit about who we are. I'm Chad. Um, I'm Justin. It's Justin, my lifelong friend, you know, since, what, middle school? Yeah. Um, brothers from another mother. Um, we're just going to talk about NASCAR. We're just two friends. We have no NASCAR experience. We're not involved in NASCAR other than Sundays when we watch it. And we're fans, friends, uh, drinking buddies. We like dirt track. We like asphalt tracks. We're yeah. Just a fan of all racing. Yeah. Dirt track, asphalt, figure eight. Love figure eight. Yeah. I'm not big on Formula One, so if you're looking for Formula One, this is not a good place for you. But uh, this is our first episode, so we're going to get started. And... Uh, we're going to talk about maybe a look back at Daytona, a look ahead at Fontana, and maybe talk a little bit about our NASCAR Fantasy League, just because I've got some shots to throw at maybe <laughs> a couple of people. <laughs> Why not? Because they can't yell back at me right now. But uh, just to start out, what did you think about Daytona? Leading up to it and the race and whatnot. It was it was a good race. It was a lot of fun to watch. It was a... Uh, obviously, uh, most NASCAR fans know right now that that was the longest Daytona in the history of the Daytona race. Yes, and, it was uh, long. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it made for a good, interesting race. It was a great finish. Um, I know a lot of people like to watch him, uh, super speedway races. To see the big one, we all know it's going to happen, but, uh, yeah. you know, it's why it is exciting. It's always dangerous, too. You know, there's 39, 40 people out there on that track that putting themselves at risk. So, I mean, why the, the big one is exciting, it's also not as exciting for the guys in the car. Yeah. So I, I thought it was kind of fun when uh, just listening to Tony Stewart. Um, commentate when he's got three cars out there. You know how much money he's got involved in that race. And then when one of his cars wrecks, or that that one wreck towards the end when he had, what, two or three of his cars in it? Um, yeah, he's got four know, in it. How he's not cursing on TV is just... <laughs> I'm sure he's holding back a lot. Yeah, he's... I, mean, I, don't, I don't know Smoke personally, but I'm sure he's holding back quite a bit. As soon as he takes the headphones off, he's... <laughs> and it's the same with Jeff Gordon, when Jeff Gordon's up there doing commentating you know he's he's part owner in hendrix motorsports now and you know he's he's got money tied up in those four hendrick cars i mean it's a it's yeah. a different side of the different side of the wall yeah that is true i thought i thought it was a pretty good race i think um you know of course you always got the hype with daytona is it going to live up to the hype i thought it was pretty good um I like the green flag, how long we had a green flag session there for a while, because we usually don't get that, but I don't know if, how much I'm a fan of, I don't know, it's kind of a double-edged sword for me, it, It's I am a fan of it, but I'm not really a fan of it, the two wide train racing, no movement, no passing, um, but it still has that edge of your seat feel because it could happen at any time. Exactly. You know, one wrong move. Some, and especially with these cars now, you bump someone and there's 
And, you know, any fan of NASCAR knows how much bumping is involved at Daytona, Talladega. You bump somebody just a little bit too hard. It don't take much. And it's, they're going out. I mean, you don't even have to bump them sometimes. Sometimes it's just taking the wind off somebody yeah, or putting the wind on them. Lighting yeah. up their tail end and, and they get squirrely. But I, that is one thing I enjoy about the super speedways is, is you get to see them work as a team. You mm-hmm. know, um, like you and I, we go to Bristol every year. Um, we love that night race. Um, but it's a short track. It's a half mile course. You don't need their aerodynamics. You, you know, it's not as important as it is on the super speedways. But right. you also, you've got to be a, you can't be some prick all season long and then expect at Daytona or Talladega for all your buddies to join up with you because you ain't going to have none out there. Right. Um, so that is one thing I do love about. The... I'm talking to you, Ross Chastain. <laughs> <laughs> there's a melon for you uh, but no it's a that's one thing i love about them super speedways is you you see the team sport come into play yeah um and the know, manufacturing the manufacturing side as well mm-hmm. you know you it might be some guy you don't get along with very well behind you but if you're in a ford he's in a ford you, you got to count on each other right so i mean it taking care of the manufacturers is just as important as your owners yeah um, you know something else that I, I noticed this was in the qualifying races on Thursday was in the past when these guys would come off of turn one or I'm sorry turn two and they're coming down the back stretch they would go out towards the wall quite a bit you know and they would run that back stretch on the wall now they're not doing that they run the the low side around the turn. As soon as they come off the turn and they're in that backstretch, they're hugging that yellow line still all the way down the backstretch into turn three. And I, I I just noticed that and thought it was... It's different, but it's a new-gen car. Yeah, you it's know, kind of the difference spoilers. between the cars, how much you know the drivers and teams have learned about what the air does to these things and passing opportunities and things like that. Because, you know... We've been fans since way back in the 80s. So, you know, we've been watching all those times when Dale Earnhardt, Bill Elliott, and, and guys like that, they'd come off at turn two, and they're shooting up towards the wall real quick. Yep. The only time they would dive down low was to block somebody or take that air off, and then they get right back up towards the wall. They don't do that now. I just It's just something that I noticed. Um, but uh, No, it's, uh, you know, Daytona going back to the beginning of our conversation you know daytona is a the legendary race mm-hmm. you know it's a it's not just a one day event it's a whole it's speed week you know it's race week at daytona right and um you know there there's a lot of history there uh there's a lot of tradition there and that's why it's a staple of its own you know daytona yeah. daytona that race is uh i mean any fan of Earnhardt, it's a shrine. Mm-hmm. Any NASCAR fan, it's a staple on its own. Right. Uh, and it's one of the must-sees if you're absolutely. a fan. I haven't been there. I want to get there at some point. Even if it's for the summer race, you know. The Saturday night race. Yeah, the Saturday night time. race would be pretty cool. But I definitely want to be there for the now, I had a buddy that went for the first time this year. He was sending me pictures and everything the whole time he was down there. And uh, my buddy, he's been to... Nashville, he's been to Talladega, he's been to Bristol, 
you know, he's been to a handful of tracks, but uh, he really wasn't looking for, forward to that drive from southern Indiana to Florida for <laughs> a bad. race. But uh, once he got there, he said, man, he said, this is unlike anything else. He said, I, I can't describe it. Just the just the feeling and the and the history that you get here. He was talking about all the plaques on the ground down the beach. They got these bronze plaques of all the uh, old races when they used to race on sand, you know, okay. back in yeah. the, when it started. But uh, just the history, the nostalgia, and uh, just the vibe there, he said, was indescribable. Yeah. Yeah, um, Earl from our from our racing league. He was down there for the first time this year. He sent me some pictures of his seats. He was right there on the start finish line, basically in the bottom section. I thought, my gosh, you know, that was crazy seats because that was the first time he'd ever been down there. You know, that's that's where he was sitting at. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and one thing, you know, my, my buddy, uh, his name's Shannon, um, him and his daughter went. They Him and his daughter go to these races together and stuff like that. So he was showing me videos from where he was sitting at. And he was sitting, you know, like 10 rows from the top all the way down on the, on the right, you know, like uh, after you cross the start-finish line. And one thing that I liked about him showed me that video was you could see the entire track and you could hear the cars the entire track you know um that's cool yeah and i mean you could see you could see the whole race uh you know we'd been to the brickyard when they ran it mm-hmm. up in indianapolis up until what, last year the year before when they started the ndgb yeah, a couple of years ago mm-hmm. but you know in our seats up there at brickyard we always sit the exit of turn four and uh you could you could get a glimpse of the cars going into turn two all the all the way out there you know miles away yeah and but they were so far out there you'd get a glimpse of them you could see them but they were so far away you couldn't hear them and yeah. that's that's pretty crazy for a nascar you know you know 850 horsepower going around there 39 cars and you can't hear them right yeah, <laughs> people don't understand how big indianapolis is until right. they've been there and it's it's monstrous yeah crazy um so what uh what 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 kind of things are you looking forward to seeing this year out of the whole season like season long what might be some things that you might be well looking to see uh, i'm looking to see uh kevin harvick pull some wins out in his final season that's what i'm looking to see that would be nice that's that's my guy right there i'd like to see the old man go out with a few i mean i've i've always been a tony stewart fan and Mm. here he is uh stewart hoss owner and my favorite driver driving for him um i'm a big chase briscoe fan too you know and yeah. there's another one of my my boys right here from home that's uh mm-hmm. that's racing for stewart hoss and uh no it's a i've been a kevin harvick fan for a long time i'm a fan of a lot of them guys but kevin harvick the closer he's always been he's always been my guy and I, i'd like to see him pull five six seven wins out this season yeah I'd like to see Harvick do do pretty good. I mean, he's never been my favorite guy. He probably was right after Earnhardt died. I think he was probably everybody's favorite guy right after Earnhardt died. But uh, well, through the years... I don't of, know. It seemed like he got a lot of hate mail after they stuck him in that car. Yeah, um, that's just from 
you know. I mean, people being people, too diehard of a fan, right. you know, he had nothing to do with that. No, that's, yeah, but he went out there. You remember, he went out there he at did Atlanta. Damn good. Yeah, at Atlanta, he pulled that win. Out. What was that? His third race? Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Third race in the car and in wins over Jeff Gordon. But you know, a lot of people, you know, need to understand that. Kevin Harvick was a big Dale Earnhardt fan. Dale Earnhardt yeah. was looking to put him in a ride before he died. Right, and so that was uh, that was that was pretty hard for yeah for you know Kevin to. I mean he he got he got that ride. He earned it, mm-hmm. but you know he was put in a pretty tough position there. Right, uh, filling in the biggest shoes that's ever been on a racetrack <laughs> before. Yeah, and you know taking a lot of taking a lot of that beating, mm-hmm. but. You know that's that's why he's the closer. He went out there and he done it quick. He did he proved it. He did a pretty good job. Worthy of being in that seat. Shut everybody up. Yeah. So yeah, I I really want to see him win. Not only win some races, I want to see him be there at the end. You know, make it a few rounds into the playoffs. Um, hopefully he makes it to the final four. We'll see if that happens or not. But um, you know, last year uh, with them with them new car them new gen cars coming, we had a lot of. Uh, first time winners we had a lot of unexpected winners you know you we were very used to over the last you know eight nine ten years seeing kevin hart kevin harvick uh kyle bush mark truex yeah the same big guys we were used to mm-hmm. seeing them guys get those wins week after week joey logano brad Keselowski. you know we were used to seeing those names and then you know, we I think we was what, like eight races in. We had eight different winners last yeah, year. Yeah, something I mean, like that. It was, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it, it was but crazy. It, but it was, it was exciting again. You know. Yeah. And, yeah, because you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, it threw our fantasy league into a mess. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I went from the podium to the basement. <laughs> right. But uh, no, I'm looking. I'm looking for a real good year for Kevin Harvick. Uh, I'm looking to see. Uh, a few of these guys have good seasons. You know, we had a big change with Kyle Busch going to Richard Childress. We've seen Ty Gibbs come up from Xfinity to Monster Cup and join his grandpa's team. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what kind of feelings from the off season carry over onto the track this yeah, season. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, I think Austin Dillon and Kyle Busch, they, I think they did pretty damn good there at uh, Daytona as teammates. Yeah, you know? two races, and they work good in both of them. I think that's going to continue. Yep. That's one of the things that I'm I'm looking forward to seeing. I've, I've never been a Kyle Busch fan, but I am now. Yep. I mean, he he still may not be my favorite driver. I don't know if I have a favorite driver. A favorite or not, you got to respect him. Right. you know, that's you got to respect the man, his talent. He's uh, probably the best wheel man on that track. Oh, without I mean, well, uh, Between him and Larson, in my opinion, between him and Larson, it's it's them two. Yeah. Right, have yeah. got to be the best. And that might be who my favorite driver is, is Kyle Larson. But without a doubt, with, with Bush moving over to the Chevy and being an RCR, I knew he's going he's gonna to do good, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, with what RCR has done in the past, especially with a, a crazy driver that was just completely hard on cars with Earnhardt, Richard was able to build those cars around him. That way he could do what he wanted to and needed to to win a race. But the thing about the difference was from then to now is Dale was building them cars too. He wasn't just driving them. Right. He was in there turning wrenches on them. Exactly. That's one thing that, you know, that I think we miss as the good old boy racing fans, Mm -hmm. you know, and 
But Dale was in there turning wrenches with the rest of that crew. Yeah. Because he knew what he's going to put that car through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but no, it's, uh, with, with Kyle, you know, Kyle was with Chevrolet years ago. Yeah. Uh, he had had some issues with Richard Childress back years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a different Kyle Bush now than yes. it is than it was it then. You know, uh, he's matured a lot, and a, mm-hmm. and a real racing fan can see that. Um, I've got I, I, I myself wasn't a big fan of Kyle Bush over the years, and it was the same way with Kurt Bush. When Kurt Bush started off, I wasn't a big fan of Kurt. Yeah. But the older he got, and the more mature he became, he became one of my favorite drivers. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even last year I was rooting for him quite a bit and I've never really rooted for Kurt Busch, but past few years I found myself wanting him to win some. Yep. And I'd love to see him make it back out there on the track. Oh yeah. I hope so. Um, but no, it's, uh, we got some other things to look forward to. It's going to be, you know, we got some real changes with the, uh, road course races this year. Mm-hmm. They're not going to do the stage yeah. stops this yeah. year they're going to still award stage points as they cross the finish line but there's not going to be the mandatory mandatory caution at the end of the stage right i think that'll be a good thing yeah yeah i'm not a big fan of stage racing period i mean i understand it i i understand why they're doing it i'm just i guess i'm a little old school right so well i mean i, I like the fact I, and i'm with you on that i'm old school myself and I wasn't a huge fan of it, but as the season goes on and you see people getting into the chase and see people furthering themselves into the chase because of stage points, but maybe not a winner race, I enjoy that part of it. Yeah, you know, I remember the Winston Cup days when when you had 12, 13 races left and nobody could catch yeah. the guy that was in first place. You knew who you know, you could do the math and you knew who was going to win the Winston Cup series that year. Yeah, it was clinched three races left. races left. Yeah. And so I do like it for that reason. I like the playoff aspect of it, you know, it kind of mm-hmm. gives you that March Madness right esque type of deal, you know. Uh you don't know what's going to come out of it. Uh, and it gives the gives the list I guess the uh, the colleagues of the world. Yeah, yeah. The, the it owners, gives them the, a chance. Yeah, you know, it gives Ricky the smaller Stenhouse, teams. Right. Uh, Doherty Racing, you know, JTG, you know, they're in the chase right yeah. now. I mean, they know how, it. How so awesome is that? You that's know? pretty cool. Yeah. Like like Cendric last year, you know, rookie first race, and bam, he's already in. Yep. So he can he can kind of focus on is, some of them. Chastainus Juarez made it in last year. Yeah. And, you know, I mean it's. It's it's a great time, I think. But, um, you know, this year with the road courses not having those mandatory stops, I think it's going to be interesting. It'll hopefully make the road courses more interesting. I'm not a big fan of road course racing, and I know some of you NASCAR fans might not like me for saying this, but you want to watch road course, go to IndyCar. You know? Right, right. I, <laughs> I agree. I like having a couple, a couple because, you know, these guys are supposed to be the best in the world, so they should be able to perform on the big tracks on the short tracks even on the dirt tracks and a road course but i'm all the about the sport was built on the ovals exactly i'm no all matter about, what size i'm all about two road courses a year yeah we do sonoma we do watkins Glen, and i'm even fine if we rotate them around you know maybe we take watkins Glen off for a year and put um you know maybe, let's try chicago in its place see if it works see what kind of you know fan following we get in chicago now and just kind of see how it goes 
and then we'll go right back to Watkins Glen. But you know, we I want to keep I would love to keep Sonoma and Watkins Glen on the schedule all the time because they're the old school road courses. But uh, I don't like getting into the like you said I the seven or to, eight. Yeah, we're up to seven now, I believe. Yeah, and then they're wanting to add more. I I see it. I understand it. I'm not as big of a fan. I would much rather see more short tracks because, again, this sport was kind of built on the Saturday night race and the grassroots racing, and we need more of that because that's the exciting racing, yeah. you know, the short tracks. Yep. That's the the beating and banging. The beating and the banging. The strategy comes into play. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's 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 that. It's a team sport. you got to count on. It's not just that driver out there. you got a crew chief and a whole team of people behind them behind them walls that are just as much part of that as that driver is yeah and you get yeah and you got to calculate that fuel mileage you got to calculate the tire wear all while this driver's out there getting a tar beat out of him and keeping his cool at the same time so that's you know that's kind of interesting i I like that like when we went to bristol kevin harvick and chase elliott just out there just and you know kevin harvick everybody (laughs) (laughs) everybody's seen him fuming in that car with 10 laps to go the most popular driver the last I, well, I, seven, eight years, you know, Chase Elliott, he's took over that spot for Dale Earnhardt Jr. You know, yeah. he's the most popular driver on the track. And I like Chase Elliott. I really do. I like uh, Chase I Elliott. I think he's a talented young man uh, with a with a damn good future in front of him. And uh, But, no, I, as a Kevin Harvick fan, I didn't like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Everybody in the crowd, I think I was the only one cussing Chase Elliott and everybody else was I was I was rooting for Harvick to dump him. I mean, if if that's all that's standing in your way of a Bristol victory, you dump the man and go. I mean, how many times have we seen it over the years? Right. Nobody. Yeah, he'll be mad for he'll be mad for a week, and he may even get you back next week. But nobody would have done that to Dale Senior or Tony Stewart. No, them two guys right there. uh, You you wouldn't even thought about doing it because you'd have been in the wall. You know it's coming. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. And how big was Terry Labonte? Terry Labonte was huge. Right. Dale didn't care. Moved him right out of the way, and that's. That's what I was hoping to see Kevin do to Chase. Yeah. Nothing against Chase. And like I've said, I'm not. If it was me in that car and I had the opportunity to block for my teammate to get the win, I'm not going to say I wouldn't do the same thing. Right. You know, I wasn't in that car. But I don't think he was blocking for Larson to get the win. He was just pissed he off pissed. because of that tire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'm Chase Elliott and you're not going to do that to me. But yeah. I was hoping Kevin I mean, said, yeah, but I'm Kevin Harvick and I am going to do it right, to you. Right. Watch this. Now, I mean. Chase Hold Elliott. my bush light. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that. Well, one thing I, you know, I'm glad it didn't carry over into the pits. Like I thought it should, probably should have at the time. I was so mad and upset. You know, if if I'd have been in Kevin Harvick's car, you know, that's that's one thing I, I loved about the old school NASCAR days, though, was when you. When you piss somebody off, when you done somebody wrong out there on that track, he's gonna he's gonna have it handed to you in the pits. You know you could expect it. Mm-hmm. And uh, NASCAR, I mean, they've done a good job on trying to keep that thing calm down and everything. They still yeah they yeah they don't want they don't want to see the fist flying, but the fans they sometimes want to see the fist flying just sometimes because it's necessary. Right. You know, sometimes it's deserved. Yeah. You know? Sometimes it's a. Sometimes that's how the young men learn you the old that. man rules. Yeah. They have to learn that respect, and that's something that we don't see a whole lot of in today's NASCAR is that respect because you see all these drivers just running over them on lap three. There's no point in that. No. But that's that's one thing that I have an issue with is the young guys coming up. 
But, you know, I mean, you, you look at hockey. You know, they've never... I'm not going to say they haven't tried to curb the fighting. I'm not saying NASCAR needs to be a, a cage fight every weekend either. Right. But, you know, those, those guys are out there, and especially those veterans, you know, they grew up watching NASCAR in the 80s and 90s just like you and I did. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what they're... that's that's part of the deal you know that that's the fun part that's not in the contract is if somebody does you wrong you get to whip some ass after the race right (laughs) or you put them in a wall you know you don't don't, don't have to go back to your camper with nothing on your shoulders you can leave it right there on the track that's what nascar is you know and the guy that got beat up knows why he got beat up right you know bubba wallace and kyle larson last year that one pissed me off in so many ways it ain't funny we'll talk about that at some point in the future but uh, (laughs) (laughs) that one pissed me off and i'll 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 tell you what the the most positive thing i can say about that incident was kyle larson was a bigger man than me he was a much bigger man than me in that moment yeah so We'll leave it. We'll leave, we'll leave it at that yeah, for we'll now. Right there. <laughs> That'll be a future episode. <laughs> um, but no, it's going to be. Uh, there's going to be a lot of changes this year. You know the the road courses, uh, Chicago coming in. You know the downtown. How do you think that's going to go? I think it's going to be great, as far as the uh, fan base goes. I think it's going to be great to get fan, and that's what NASCAR needs. NASCAR's yeah. been trying to build a fan, bigger fan base. They need some new blood right? in some of these bigger cities that don't know what NASCAR really is other than they think it's a redneck beer-drinking sport, right? which it kind of is, but you know, I'm sure there's some rednecks and beer-drinkers in Chicago. That's that's what NASCAR is. is Everybody's welcome. Have a good time. Right. And I think it's going to be great for the sport. I think it's going to be great for the fan base. As far as racing goes, it's going to take a lot to impress me on if Chicago's a success or not. My early opinion, and this is just my opinion, I have nothing to base this on other than it's Chicago. And I have nothing against the city of Chicago because I've never been. But I just think a street race in that big of a city is probably going to flop. I hope I'm wrong, but I think it may. I would love to see it do good. But there again, then, if it does good, we add another road course to the schedule. I don't really want another road course to the schedule. Right. That's just my opinion. But uh, I'm sure there's going to be some people out there that don't like that opinion. Well, maybe I mean, a lot I'm, that agree I'm right with there it. with you. You know, as an NASCAR fan, I'd like to see, you know, we, we've all heard, we know uh, uh, North Wilkesboro's coming up this this year on the All-Star Race. You oh, know, yeah, I'm that, ready that for that. That is so exciting, you know, as a, as a NASCAR fan, especially a veteran NASCAR fan. Yeah. I'm really excited to, to see this race go at, North Wilkesboro. I've heard rumor that uh, Rockingham would be on the circuit next year. Or really? some part of the circuit, yeah. Really? I, now, I've heard they were repaving it. You know, I've, I've seen some YouTube videos of, of the repaved job going on right now at Rockingham. And I haven't heard anything as far as definitely being on the schedule. I have heard some things if they're looking to try to get it back on there. I would love to see Rockingham back on it. Rockingham, Wilkesboro... You know all them old school tracks. Yeah, and we get you know we got some veterans you know right in there with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Uh, you know him and his group that he's got around him. They're the ones going around and revamping these tracks. Yeah, and that takes a real not just somebody that's got so much family history in the sport, but a fan of the sport. It takes a real fan to want to do something like that. And that's what that's one thing I love about the Earnhardt family is 
they're not just great NASCAR drivers, great race car drivers. They're they're great fans. Yeah, and they're they're you know they're great they, ambassadors they for the put sport. As much into you know? the sport as the sports gave them. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Um, so we're going to be racing at California. What are your thoughts on California? I know what my thoughts are. I think it's a great track. It's a wide track. A lot of fast I love Auto Club. action track. I love Auto Club. I do too. It's a, it is a fast track. It's and a, it's not the same usual. I mean, it's a two-mile track, but it's not like Talladega and Daytona. It's unique in its own way. And that's what it, that's what. That's so what many it, grooves to drive. Right. And that's, that's one thing that makes it special, you know, is uh, it's not your normal super speedway. You know, it's got its own little... Uh, you can drive on the apron and right. be um, and be all right. You know that's yep. that's cool. It's unique. And now the, we can uh, edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the soda water's getting to me a little bit. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, but no, it's a. Uh, I always love Auto Club following up Daytona. You yeah, know, you go from a super speedway just you know. One of the most exciting races of the year, the the intro to the season at Daytona 500, go right into Auto Club, um, just because you you get to see that speed carry on. It gives you a little taste of who's going to be fast all year, you know. Yeah. Because I mean, some guys you see finish up front Daytona might not be not might not be because they're the fastest car on the track, but because they made it through all the wrecks. They made it through all the wrecks. Right. They had a good teammate pushing them. Right. You know, you don't have that push partner at California. You just have the speed and, you know. Yeah, you got a draft. You got a Yeah, I mean, you, you got, got the, the Yeah, draft. you got the draft, but you don't have that, you know, right. that you bumper to bumper. You don't see the push. train racing. Right, right. Um but no, I think um somebody's going to I think he's probably one of the one of the top three favorites for that race at Auto Club is going to be Kyle Busch. I think oh yeah, he, I think he, I think he's got a very good chance of going out there and. and I think he's going to win. I think he's going to take the checkered flag this weekend. I really think he's going to win, and I don't think it's going to be his last win of the season either. I think he's got something to prove in that uh, RCR car. He's got a, he's got a big fu for Joe Gibbs. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know I might be an old man, but this is still what I can do. You wanted to put the you wanted to put the kid in the car. Go ahead. I'm going to win races over here. Yeah, I'm going to win. And I like that. I like that. That's why I'm going to be sporting a Kyle Busch jacket as soon as I can get one, you know. And I never thought I'd say that in my life. But with him in an RCR car. Ten years ago, you got your ass kicked for saying it. Yeah, yeah, you would have. (laughs) (laughs) Ten years ago, I'd have been embarrassed to say that. Um, But it's going to bring back, it brings back feelings of Earnhardt. It brings back feelings of 20, 25 years ago. Yeah, the smoke type of drivers, the Earnhardt type of drivers, in that RCR car that's going to let him do what he wants to do and what he needs to do. You know, you not you don't have an owner now that says, "Here's what I want you to do." You got an owner now that says, "Do what you need to do. Let me know what you need. I'll get it for you." Right. And that's all Kyle Busch needs. And and I think the, not you know myself included, not a lot of people know and understand how. The Kyle Busch Richard Childress relationship, their personal relationship is right. You know, we know that they're they are co-workers, basically. Yeah. But one thing that you can say is, whatever Kyle Busch does out there on that track, you can bet he's going to have Richard Childress's blessing to do it. Oh yeah. Not only not only because of his experience, but because 
Kyle Busch is a team owner himself. Yeah, in, so he understands know, in, that in perspective. In the other yeah. NASCAR series. Mm -hmm. So he knows what it's like to have money tied up as a team owner. So he can put himself in Richard's shoes, and he's definitely in Kyle Busch's shoes every minute of that race. So I think you're going to see really good decision-making yeah. out of Kyle Busch, and that's going to help. You know, that's going to help Austin Dillon's career. Oh, tremendous time. Over I mean, time I think we're time. already seeing that. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, two races in. Yeah. And, you know, I've never, I've never really been an Austin Dillon fan. I, I want to see the kid do good just because of who he is, who he's been involved with, where he's at. But, uh, I, like I really, I like Austin. I, I think, you know, I think a lot of, I think a lot of the, uh, the, opinions fall on the number the opinions fall on him being richard's grandson yeah you know well, that and he's got the three card right. you know now, a lot of people I, didn't want that I, i'll agree you know i will i'll voice my opinion on that one chad i'll say yeah. that number should have been put up yeah you know i know you know in other sports they retire numbers but you can go you know nobody on the chicago bulls will ever be number 23 again right but you can go to the Detroit Pistons would be number 23 if you want. It don't work like that in NASCAR. There's only so many numbers. Right. That's so, true. So I get that side of it, but I don't think every every legend that comes out of the sport, their number should be retired either. Right. You know. Uh, I get that. The contributions that Dale Earnhardt made to the sport, the mm -hmm. fan base that Dale Earnhardt had, that number should have definitely been hanging up somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, I was a Rusty Wallace fan. I don't I'm think sorry. I, I don't think it, <laughs> Rusty yeah, was a good driver. Don't yeah, get me know, wrong. Here, I like here, Rusty. Here's my thing: is I liked Rusty, and I liked him because of his short track racing ability. Yeah, that guy was the to me he was the best of that time on short yeah. track. Rusty was great. Yeah, and but I don't think that number two should have been put up. True, uh, Mark Martin. Yeah, look at one. look at the forty eight, the forty three. You know, other seven-time champions, their 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 numbers still out there, right? But they didn't go out in, in that way, and they they and Petty had probably just as much to do with NASCAR as far as building the sport as Earnhardt did, and probably did. the fan fan base too. True, but I I'll I'll say it. I know I'll never see it again, but it don't matter who you were, what decade you raced in, there was never a fan base like the intimidators that's true period that's i mean true. you and watch a nascar yeah. in the mid 90s late 90s late 80s it didn't matter when when he took the lead everybody in the stands well, was you look at you look at the uh the color of the, all the shirts in the crowd yeah you know it's all black middle of the summer mm -hmm. hell with that you know i mean i'm a i'm a, i might wear a white dale earnhardt shirt but <laughs> those, those stands were black you might see a a rainbow shirt in here in 1993 when Jeff Gordon made his debut, but yeah, that you know that was something different, you know, and that's that's when you really seen the uh, NASCAR come alive again. Is when you had the dark force of Dale Earnhardt, the Intimidator, going against the young buck Rainbow Warrior Jeff Gordon, you know, and yeah. it was good versus evil, <laughs> old good, versus young, and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> complete opposites, and they're fighting for the same thing. And it it made NASCAR. Uh, it, it, it took was, them up a few levels. Right, but the know. fans were hungry again, you yeah. know, and it, nobody was just sitting in their seats, you know. It was, everybody was standing. Right, because nobody really challenged Earnhardt before Gordon came in. I mean, you had Bill Elliott. Well, he, was, of, he was pretty close to. Probably my, probably my number one of all time 
was Davy Allison. Yeah. You know, I loved the Alabama gang. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd be, I'd be real eager to say that I think that number should have been put up. You know, Davy was a young man when he passed away. Yeah. And, but the, the immediate growth that that young man had when he got out there on the NASCAR track, I mean, from the time he started, you know, he had his, you know, he had Bobby and Donnie right there teaching him yeah. as he was growing up. But, mm-hmm. you know, Davey, Davey was a, he was a special cat, you know. Yeah. I loved watching him. Yeah, I agree with that. Can't take nothing away from him. Um, going back to Fontana, this is the last race of the two mile. Are you a fan of, would you rather have it as the two mile as it is now or the short track? Because I, I'm torn on this. I'm torn. I love the two mile that California has. Like we, like we said, it's, it's a unique two mile. And, you know, I've thought a lot about this over the past few weeks. You know, I know they're revamping this track down to a, down to a short track. And I think they're tearing out the, the big part. I thought maybe they would keep that for other races, but no, no they're getting it, rid of it. Right. And that, yeah. that's... Now, I, my personal opinion is I wish they'd leave it alone. Because yeah. we've got a lot more short tracks out there on the circuit than we do bigger tracks. Right. And not only that, kind of the tiebreaker for me on that was is these tracks that they're revamping like we just spoke about North Wilkesboro, Rockingham, those are short tracks. We're bringing tracks back or the the this crew of people are bringing these NASCAR tracks back. So we're adding more short tracks into the circuit. So why 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 do this to Auto Club, you know? Yeah. It's a uh, I'd rather them just leave it alone and maybe revamp some more, you know? So it it'd be man, it'd be awesome to see them get to you know other than the legendary racetracks which i will say are bristol talladega daytona race those three tracks twice a year like they do now yeah but everything else uh i'd be happy throwing martinsville in that group well, I mean Darlington too. You know, we could argue, we True. could make those arguments. You know, yeah. If we, uh, <laughs> we go like that, the list is gonna keep getting bigger and bigger. Right. But, but I know, and Martinsville was right there for me too. But uh, I, I love the paperclip, you know. But I'm I'm one of them guys like, you know, I don't need to see Las Vegas twice a year. I don't right. need to see Phoenix twice a year. You know, I I don't. Right. It's uh, I don't need to see Atlanta twice a year. I loved Atlanta last year where it was. It's it's the fastest short track in America. Yeah, it you know? looked fun. Yeah. I mean, it looked like it, looks it could like be a fun race. race. You know, but I would like to see them get so many more tracks involved. You know, they introduced Nashville into the circuit. You know, yeah. and I like that. Um, I'd like to see them do this to where they can make thirty six races a year and just hit Bristol, Daytona, and Talladega twice a year, and those are the only three. Yeah. Yeah, and it spreads it out across the country. You know, you can do things like this Chicago that they're going to try or possibly even making the Coliseum. I don't think the Coliseum is big enough, but, you know, things like that, they it gives them room to expand. Well, and, you know, I mean, obviously, I would like to see them do, you know, like Charlotte Motor Speedway. The Coke 600 is such an iconic race. Yeah. You know, not only is it a, a blast to watch, it's a night race, but... You've got the Indy 500 right before it, you know? 
a lot of these drivers are doing the double, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know they do the they do the Coke 600 on the track, and then they do the Charlotte Road Course. I was really disappointed when they did away with the Brickyard 400 at Indianapolis. That was that was a fun race to go to. It's right. a great atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Indianapolis, I mean, what can you say? It's the it's, racing it's capital of the world, you know. Right. And uh, I would like to see them do something like that with Indianapolis, where they do the Brickyard 400, and then in the fall, come back for. Yeah, the because Indy the fan Road base course. is there in Indianapolis. Right. I mean, you can do you can do the oval in the spring and the the road course in the fall, or vice versa, and you're going to fill the seats both times. Yeah, and you know you're going to. I mean, the one thing that was I will say the one the one bad thing about the Brickyard 400 a few times, a few times got caught up there when they're doing it in July, you know, and being out there in that infield, and it's 95 degrees, boy, it was hot. You know? Yeah, and uh, you know, if you're fortunate enough to get one of them tickets where you can sit under the awning right there at the start finish, <laughs> you know, it makes a world of difference. But, right. You know, I was a younger buck then, you know, and right. I, I wanted to be in the infield, you know, so it was, uh, it was just about, just about the, the experience, the coats, Odie's and the, uh, yeah, and yeah. The pretty I, ladies as it was. Right. Uh, the the scenery's great. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of corn in Indiana for a reason. It That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was at I was at the brickyard one time and I think it was you know, it was it was end of July or first of August or whatever. I don't all I remember about this was I don't remember the end of the race because the the beverages were cold. Going they went down, down easy. I don't remember the end of the race, but I do remember waking up the next day and I was so sunburnt that I was almost glowing red. It was it was crazy, yeah, but that, it was a great race. Yeah. I do remember Jeff Gordon. That year I went, Jeff Gordon got black flag for going too slow, so that was a highlight. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'll go with you on that. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's uh, that that's my big thing with uh, them taking Auto Club down to a, a short track race is. I mean, I'm all about. I think I've I've got faith in the the people making decisions in NASCAR because yeah. I think I think what they're doing is working. I think I've I, I can say in the last five to eight years I've seen the fan base grow. Yeah, you know, going to these races mm-hmm. and interacting with these crowds and everything, I've seen the fan base get bigger, and I think you know we're seeing a lot more of that. And so I whatever agree. they're doing, I think it is working. Yes. and I'll put my faith and trust in in those big wigs at NASCAR to keep making those yeah, because, hard I mean, decisions. You're not going to please everybody. No, and I'm I'm proof because there was a time when I didn't pay attention to NASCAR. I almost got out of it. I mean, I wasn't – I was still – I knew who the drivers were. A lot of people But did, a lot right of the big Dale. names were going away, like the Carl Edwards and, you know, um, I don't even – can't even remember who all – you know, Dale Tony Jarrett. Stewart, Dale Jarrett. Carl Edwards, all those drivers were retiring just Clint Boyer. all the time. Yeah, yes, and it's like all I'm getting is new guys that I don't really care about anymore, and I, I kind of faded away from it. But now I'm back. Well, I mean, the guys that you'd built that relationship with, watching yeah. them week in and week out for 20 years, right? You know, they were going away, and we didn't have that that uh, relationship, I guess you'd say, with. With, with Chase new, Elliott with and, and guys like that, right? Know? But uh, I'll tell you, I'm, I've been pretty impressed with a lot of these young drivers. Uh, I know they're starting younger than they used to. You know, yeah. you look at Ty Gibbs. It, I, I, 
you know, you look at that boy and you think, boy, he's coming in for a pit stop. They're gonna they're gonna wipe that shield off and change a couple tires and change his diaper and send him back right. out there. You know, <laughs> give <laughs> a pat on the backside and say, go get him, son. <laughs> you know, I mean, he he, he look he's he's a young kid, but I mean, he's ta- he's got talent. He's right? got talent, or he wouldn't be where he is today. Exactly. But uh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, but I, I, but I also look forward to building that relationship with these guys. You know, I, I know, obviously, you and I are both older than these young bucks, but um, you can see the you can see the fire in some of them's belly. Some of them, you oh can, yeah, you know. I think I think uh, I think Ty Gibbs. I think he's got that fire in his belly. Uh, I think. I, I like Tyler Reddick. I, I do. I like Tyler Reddick. With you on that, um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a like I said earlier, you know, beginning of this when this show started, you know, I'm a, I'm a big Chase Briscoe fan. Mm-hmm. You know, he's just, mm-hmm. he's, he's our hometown boy. He's 20 minutes from right here in Scottsburg where we grew up, you know? Right. And, uh, you can't help but to root for the kid. Uh, oh, yeah. you know, there was at one point when he, you know, he was working his way up and yeah, know, he, he did it the right way. He did. You know? He did. He, he got his hands dirty. Yeah. He didn't buy it. Exactly. And I think that's, a lot of people don't like the guys that buy their seat. And I think that's that's kind of the uh, impression that Ty Gibbs gives is that he bought his seat, Grandpa's money. Whereas, like you said, a Chase Briscoe, he grew up working on these cars. He grew up racing these cars that he worked on and he built. And it got him to where he is. Well, so. I'll tell you, my, my thoughts on that are I, I haven't seen Ty Gibbs race enough at this level to give a to give a fair and honest opinion of the kid true i mean i I agree with you on he wouldn't be where he's at now if he wasn't oh i'm not saying it's my opinion of ty gibbs i'm saying that that's what a lot of fans out there have okay so but i i think probably one of the best things that ty gibbs could do as a as a 43 year old man myself one of the best things you're only 43 i am i thought you was a couple years older than that because i'm a few years older than that i thought you (laughs) (laughs) you didn't (laughs) you didn't have to agree so quick (laughs) but uh i I think one of the best moves ty gibbs could make would be go 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 talk to austin Dillon because i think he got a lot of the same grief that ty gibbs got by being hey here's grandpa's boy he's getting a seat for nothing yeah and austin Dillon has proved to be a winner right and Maybe, maybe somebody at Austin's age could could coach and help Ty Gibbs yep. deal with that kind of pressure. Yeah, kind of let him know what to expect. Yep. And how to handle it? How, yeah, I, th- I think Austin Dillon handled it pretty well. I mean, from what I know, I mean, I don't obviously I don't know the insides of it, but I think he did pretty well um, taking that heat and showing that they were wrong. Well, I mean, he didn't just have the heat of Grant Paul's boy; he had the heat of being in that number three right you know right so he had didn't... yeah he had probably that worse heat yeah. you know um but he handled it well uh, i yeah. really think he had yeah you i think didn't he hear did a lot out of him you know i think he probably had a lot of sleepless nights and probably oh, i'm sure he probably did. a few times he wanted to say hell with this and throw it down and go home but yeah. he didn't and he's turned out to be a i think he'll be a hall of famer you know i think so if it keeps on the track he's going yeah i think so um I do believe, going back to the Fontana thing, I think the short track, it depends on what they do with it. Is it going to be a short track? Are they going to try to recreate Bristol? 
Because I don't know do if that. that'll work. I don't know if that'll work. You can't do that. Right. Um, it's the last are they gonna... for a reason. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's just a special... It's just a special place on the map, you know. Um, are they going to try to they create need to make, something? They need to make it its own. Yes, they need to just have like its Auto own. Club, it's a, it's yeah, a just like track. Auto Club was with the two mile. It was its own special place yep. that required you couldn't just take the daytona style of racing and go to california and win with it you can't take well here here's the thing and you know you you can't take your you can't even take your car set up from right. daytona to auto club you got to put the work in you know yeah you gotta you gotta gotta make them tweaks and you gotta make them uh, little adjustments here and there and, and the driver has to adjust and, to that and you but, know they're going from you know, the way the schedule sits right now, they go Daytona, Auto Club, Las Vegas. Las Vegas is a shorter track. You know, I don't want them to be able to go from the new Auto Club short track right into Las Vegas and end up with the same the same results. You know, I, I like seeing the work they put in. I like seeing the adjustments they make. Yeah. I like to see... A driver not just being a driver. I like to see a driver that can make these decisions and tell his team what he needs. Yeah. You know, and that's that that's what NASCAR is. You know, you mm-hmm. you know, it's obvious. We we talked about it a little bit ago, you know, the being a well man. You know, Kyle Bush, one of the best out there, hands down, probably one of the top three. You mentioned Kyle Larson and I'll agree with you over and over. Kyle Larson's probably not the best mechanic. I don't right. know I don't know. Right. How much he turns wrenches. But I will tell you for a fact that it don't matter if you put that boy in a midget, a go-kart, a late model, a NASCAR. It don't matter what you put that boy in. He's going to drive the wheels off of it. Oh, yeah. And he's going yeah. gonna... to put it in the front. Yeah. And I think Kyle Busch is like that myself. Yeah. I agree. I'd say Kyle got a Kyle got a earlier start at it. You know, he's been doing multiple types of cars. Yeah, from a younger age mm-hmm. than probably Kyle did, but you know, there's a reason Kyle Busch is the winningest, got the most wins in NASCAR as of right now. You know, yeah. because he is a wilt man. <clears throat> so, one last thing before we go, um, this fantasy league. It's, uh, I'm telling you, I've got all kinds of texts today from somebody. And you know who I'm talking about. <laughs> sounds, sounds like my brother. <laughs> yeah, it would be your brother. <laughs> oh, Scotty Moore. Oh, yeah, he was, uh, that's our HR department right there. And, <laughs> yeah, if you have any complaints, call him. <laughs> that's right. He'll answer for you. That's right, we'll give you his number. We'll give you his HR number, you know, after a few weeks. But uh, <laughs> we'll let you take all complaints up with him. He'll, he'll tell you exactly how it is. Um <laughs> and laugh at you the whole time but uh yeah scotty was talking to me today he was you know he hasn't made fun of me yet because he beat me at, at uh, daytona he is he's way up on the board right now i think he's sitting like yeah, he's, what yeah, he's he, he only got eight points in that first race yeah and i'm sitting at 32 points so i'm a good little ways below him and um that that don't sit well with me I'm used to it because that's how I was all last year. You know, the new, the next-gen car just put me at the basement, and I couldn't really do anything about it. But uh, somehow, some way, Scott 
did pretty good last year. I got to yeah, give him that. Is. He did really good. I tell you what, though. I mean, he, you know, Scott never was a big NASCAR fan. He, you know, he's always been a race fan. He loved going to sports drum with. Oh us yeah, and, yeah. You know, stuff like that. He always enjoyed that kind well, of. Well, he stuff. went to Brownstown with me. Yeah. Once. Figure eights. Mm-hmm. You know, he loved that stuff. Um, but the, uh, you know, when he got into this NASCAR fantasy league with us, it really sp- sparked his interest. Yeah. And he started watching races and paying attention, doing his homework. I mean, that that there's one thing that. You can't beat that guy on his homework, you know. No, he, no, he, you're not going to beat him on that. That's for sure. <laughs> and he's going to talk trash to you the whole yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, he will. But that's that's what that's half the fun, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, I wouldn't have it any other way. Right. Wouldn't have it any other way. But he was he was telling me, you know, he always gets on there. He he starts trying to pry that driver out of me on Tuesday because our our picks are due by Thursday at seven. For those of you listening, um, so we have to have our our driver turned in. Before qualifications. Before Thursday qualifications. Night at 7 p.m. Yeah, Thursday night seven every week. We got to have our driver turned in, um, and we'll explain the rules of this fantasy league at some point. Well, well, we can just go ahead and do it right now. Um, you get you can pick a car number. Obviously, the driver goes with the number. But if there's a situation like last year where Bubba switched cars. You're going off of the car number, and you can pick that car number twice per year. And then once you've used him a second time, you can't use him anymore, and that includes the playoffs. Um, so it, it it requires strategy, right? It requires a big yeah. strategy, and um, so that way, well, your best strategy is you don't want to run out of drivers at the end of the year. And I see a lot of people do that time and time again. They're 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 busting out all these top name drivers week after week in these first 10, 12 weeks, and then they start running out of drivers, and then all they have left to pick from is the Austin Cendricks and the uh, Cody Ware. Yeah, the Cody yeah, Ware's I mean, BJ McLeods when you get two races left, and then they wonder why they, they kind of fall down in the standings. But um, <clears throat> so before I pick my driver on Thursdays, I always get that text from Scotty that says, Who's your driver? I won't tell him. Like I, re- I refuse tell to tell him <laughs> <laughs> because either one, he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna take my driver, but he's just gonna talk some smack the whole time, and uh, I won't tell him, and he won't tell me his driver because I, I do the same to him. And I don't. He, I don't he, text him first, but I try to get that driver out of him. He will not come off these, for nothing. All these card numbers. I think we got. I think we got twenty five, twenty six people in the league this year. Yeah. Uh, all these. All these. Uh, Members of our NASCAR league, they send their they send their picks picks directly to me, right? And so I don't come off these picks for nothing, you know. I mean, I, I'll occasionally get a get a text, you know, from anyone in the league saying, "Hey, who did so and so take?" And I say, I "Ain't I ain't happening," you know. Right, I right. Mean, we got to keep it real. Yeah. Now all these numbers they get turned into me, Justin. Mm-hmm. You know. So and by the way, Justin makes his selection on Tuesday. Yeah. I, so that way it's fair. I turned my pick in. To three of the people in the in the group, right on Tuesday evening. So that way, you know, everybody else has got till Thursday. So that way, it don't you know, if somebody if I'm picking on Thursday with the rest of the league and everybody's turning their picks into me, I could I could intentionally block somebody from passing me if I wanted to. Right. But I try to keep it fair because you know I don't take a one one dime from this NASCAR league unless I place. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I do it because I love the sport and i love getting you know we've got people into the league that wasn't nascar fans they just love to gamble yeah you know and now they're scotty's one of them right (laughs) now they're nascar fans right 
and that's that's what I like. That's what I enjoy is the competitiveness, the shit talking, mm-hmm. and uh, all that fun stuff. And it's fun to watch that race on Sunday when you've got a little bit of skin in the game, you know. Absolutely. When you you and you know you put the money up front at the start of the year, but it's all about like for me, it's the pride. I look at like this week coming up in in Fontana. I, I know where I'm at in the standings, and I always look at like the three or four people above me, and I look at the two or three people behind me, and who can catch me, who can I catch? So I'm rooting against their driver. I'm rooting for my driver, and you know it just makes it just just one more interesting thing about the race on Sunday. Yeah. Something else to root for. Or to root against if I'm rooting for rooting against Scotty because it just depends on how much shit he's talking to me during the week. Well, depends on you, how hard you, I'm pulling but, against but his driver. <laughs> that's just it right there. You know if Scotty has a better week than you. Oh, I'm going to hear about it. Week oh up. my gosh, I'm going to hear about it Sunday <laughs> night if he has a really good. You're going to hear about it from Sunday night <laughs> till the next Sunday night. Oh yeah. Uh huh. And but if I beat him, yeah, crickets. I don't hear nothing. I hear nothing. So that, that puts a smile on my face, knowing that I can sleep easy on Sunday night, Monday night, Tuesday night. But you got, some, like you said earlier, you got some ground to make up on Scotty right now. I he do. Is, I got a lot of ground. He's but, uh, what twenty four points ahead of you. Uh, something like race. that. I got thirty two. He's got eight. Whatever that math is. Twenty four. Um, yeah. I, t- I took Noah Grayson there at the Daytona. Yeah, I, I took a shot in the dark with Justin Haley. I didn't want to burn, you know, the Kyle Busch. The big names, the you know, of the course studs. you got the you got the usual drivers that are going to do good, like the Ryan Blaney's, and that's who he took. So I was really kind of, I don't like to root against Ryan Blaney. No, I like Blaney. But he's Scott took Ryan Blaney. Yeah. yeah, he's you know he he's he shares one, my car number. You know. Yeah, he's so Ryan Blaney's one of my dark horses when he's talking about Auto Club. Yeah. You know, I, I mentioned earlier in the discussion that I think Kyle Busch is going to be a a favorite there, yeah. but I think Ryan Blaney's going to be a dark horse that. I think some people expect him to win, but I think that team is, you know, I think they're they're on the right track. Yeah, like Ryan Ryan's a very uh, level-headed driver. Mm-hmm. He's he's out there and he's he's thinking about the long haul, you know. Right. And uh, I think they're going to win some races this year. Yeah, yeah, they're going to win a few. That, that that team's got too much talent not to. Yeah. If they don't, then. You know, wouldn't surprise me if there ain't some changes made in the organization. Right. You know that driver's seat, it ain't going nowhere. No. It's that's his car. And, and Ryan, in his short career that he's had so far, he's proved himself to be a to be a hell of a NASCAR driver. Oh yeah. You know, so I don't think those changes necessarily fall on Ryan Blaney. No. Uh, but you know, I I think uh, you know one of my other dark horses for this race is Brad Keselowski. You know. Last year he had a tough year, tough season because he he had just joined RFK Racing, you know, with yeah, uh, Roush, and uh, and he did great at Daytona. Him and Bush are both well, just kicking ass at Daytona, yeah, and yeah. then they had the penalty that just well knocked them down. Right, and last year you know he had a, he had a tough season, but it yeah. was his first season as a part part owner and a driver, you know. But right. I think uh, Brad went in there and. You can't you can't make the changes and be the driver in the same in your first year. You know you can't. It's going to take time. Right. And I think by the looks of things, what I've seen so far, they're on the right track right now. And I think yeah. Brad's going to open a lot of eyes this year. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's made some good decisions, some good changes, and Rouse has listened a little bit. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely on the right track. I I would not be surprised if if he wins quite a few races this year as well. 
And Brad, I've always kind of liked Brad. I wasn't I wasn't on his side when him and Carl Edwards got into it way back when, but I've always been kind of a Brad fan, especially when he won the championship and he was drunk on TV giving the interviews, you know, <laughs> drinking from this big old trophy sest. That's every, thing that's of Miller Lite. Every, that's every redneck kid dream, you know. Exactly. I mean? He couldn't even see straight and he's giving an interview. It was it was incredible. So I really like that. <laughs> and he didn't care, you know. But now going back to the to the NASCAR league, um, you know, we sent out the driver picks this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went with Eric Almarola yeah. at at Auto Club. Um, you know, I'm a obviously it goes without saying I'm a Stuart Haas. He's a Stuart Haas guy. guy, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got a lot of faith in that organization, and Eric Almarola. You know, the last three races there, uh, he's got some pretty good results. Well, last year he got sixth. Yeah. Year before that he got eighth. Year before that he got ninth. So, so he's, he's moving up nine eight six. So if he if he continues that trend, maybe I'll get a top five or a win out of the guy. Yeah. And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Well, I went with Eric Jones. My my initially I was gonna I was between Kyle Busch and Bowman. I was I was really leaning towards Bowman because I didn't want to burn Bush yet. Bowman the showman. Yeah. I and I'm not a Bowman fan. You know. Um, he just hasn't really impressed me terribly in the NASCAR series, but you know he's he's a good driver, respect him and all that. And he's I give him all kinds of props, but he's just not one of my guys that I, I well, look I for. Mean, you know what I mean? You can't you can't, and I know exactly what you're saying. Alex Bowman's talented because yeah. Rick Hendricks and Jeff Gordon. He's an Hendrick car. They wouldn't kept him in that stable without right. a ride as long as they did. Right. If he wasn't. Yeah, and he he gets results, but it, it the only reason I'm not really pushing on Bowman is because of this fantasy league. Um, just because every time I pick that guy, it seems like he wrecks. He finishes 32nd, you know, and it's it could be at a track that he usually does great at. I mean, consistent top five, and then I pick him, and he wrecks. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm jinxing him. Yeah, maybe he should maybe. be mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why I'm kind of like, ah, Bowman, I don't, maybe I'll pick him. I don't know. Well, but, you know, I mean, one thing I like about Alex Bowman it's like every every time he wins a race, he wins it on the last damn turn of the race. Oh you know, yeah, he's never leading the race. Yeah, going, you know, on the last lap till that turn three or turn four, and he makes that pass. But you know, that's exciting, right? Um, and I feel like Byron's the same way. I feel like I feel like they're almost like in my mind, they're almost like the same driver. Um, just. The Obviously, style. they're not. Their their style, their age, their you know all that stuff. Maybe even it's just the fact that they're in Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson's old numbers. I don't know, but it's just something about those two that I look at totally different than I look at Larson and Elliott. Same team, but I look at Larson and Elliott as this, and I look at Bowman and Byron as this. You know, and um, all the respect in the world to them. But I just all four of them, yeah. Right, I, I just mean, know in the back of my mind if I pick Bowman, I'm either jinxing him or he's jinxing me. One of the two, so I'm usually very gun shy about picking him. Yeah. Now I, I do I do see what you're saying though. I mean, but Bowman me, has had good results at Fontana. Yeah. So yeah, I was, not bad. Him and Kyle Busch both have had really really good results, but uh, I yeah. ended up going with Eric Jones, just because. That's a good pick. For the same reason, he's had quiet Consistent. good results. 
He's you know, consistent there. Yes, he is very consistent there, and I hope he keeps up with the Guns N' Roses theme. Well, I mean, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't mind seeing Molly Crew on that hood this week. That would be That'd awesome. Be pretty you cool. know, girls, girls, girls up here. <laughs> That'd be a heck of a winter circle, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. <laughs> Richard Petty wouldn't know what to do about that, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Alex Bowman might not know what to do with that, but <laughs> it would definitely be a fun, <laughs> definitely be a fun winter circle. <clears throat> but yeah, it's uh. But I ended up going with Bush. I mean, I'm sorry. I ended up going with Eric Jones. But I really think Kyle Bush is going to win this week. Yeah. I just I just think he is. He's still out to prove from Daytona. He's still out to prove yeah. that he's going to win yeah, in he, that RCR Well, car. I mean, he's – Kyle Bush. this is the first year in many years that I think Kyle Bush is just dying to say something and he hasn't. You know, and he's, right. he's not going to say it vocally. Yeah, he's gonna say it with, with that car. He's gonna say it with that bumper. Yeah, <laughs> and Richard will let him. So, I think that's, uh, you know, uh, and I, th- I think Eric Amarola, Eric Jones, there's uh, two solid picks for Auto Club. But if you're shooting for the win and you don't care to burn a stud. I'd have to go with Kyle Bush or yeah. Ron Blaney. Absolutely. Yeah. I think those two are going to be, you know, two different manufacturers. There you got a Chevy and a Ford. But I'm I a Chevy I'm, guy. I'm, I'm a, a Chevy. I'm a Ford guy. <laughs> <laughs> you notice nobody said, I'm a Toyota guy. Right. He there ain't no Toyotas in the room. <laughs> yeah, they, they, he ain't showed up yet. <laughs> so, but yes, I was really, I was itching. I had to, I had to weigh the, do I want to burn him now? Do I want to go ahead and use him and possibly get a zero? Because that's the winner gets zero points, and it's kind of back to the fantasy league. It's kind of like golf; the lowest score wins. So you, you get the amount of points that your driver finishes in. So if your driver wins, you get zero points. If your driver finishes third, you get three. If your driver finishes tenth, you get ten, and so on. So you want less points. <clears throat> so I didn't know if I wanted to go ahead and use Kyle Busch and get that zero, so I could shut Scotty up, or hold off on him and use him down the line. I think I'm going to use him down the line. I went ahead and you, Eric you, Jones seems like a pretty do good Do you remember pick. who Scotty took in the... I believe, if I remember correctly, Scotty picked uh, Suarez. Daniel Suarez. Oh, you don't have to look. I know it for a fact. Yeah, yeah, I think he did. <laughs> he, he and he's the, the only one that picked Suarez. He took the Tootsies 99. Yeah. That, uh, I mean, he's been, It's a decent he's, pick. Yeah, it's a decent pick. He's been fast. I mean, and he could be looking at the same same scenario that I was maybe he had another driver in mind that he's going to take down the road but I'm really hoping that Eric Jones can maybe push that Suarez out of the way even well, though they're both one, Chevys one thing about this NASCAR league is uh and just same as the NASCAR season for those teams out there driving every weekend is it's not a sprint you know no this whole season is a it's a it's a long race you know and uh it's a marathon exactly so mm-hmm. I mean it's uh you know I'm comfortable right now taking Eric Almarola. You know, I mean, he's proven to be a top 10 driver. Hopefully at Auto Club, one of his better tracks, he'll give me a top five. But, you know, if I can get a top 15 out of him, I'll be satisfied. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's not just about, you know, this this fantasy league don't pay out money every week. You know, it pays at the end of the season, and that's what people need to remember. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Our HR department reminds me every time he's he finishes ahead of me. <laughs> so every week I'm always like, 
I'm either cussing or I'm happy. There is, really is no in-between unless we go out on the same lap, and that's very rare. But he has been getting the best of me until the end of the season, and I, I, I can usually make a run on him towards the end of the season. But And the year before last, I, I ended up finishing, what, second? Yeah. But last year, I finished in the basement, and he was reminding me about that every week. So. Oh, and all off-season. And all <laughs> off-season, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not only during the season that uh, that we're, we're comparing, but it's even during the off-season. We want to get them good couple two or three months of shit talking to each other so well you know i mean that's but know. that's the fun of it you know exactly. we, we we don't do none of it even if even Nobody if it's a guy that i don't know this. like this hunter guy in our, our thing i don't know who hunter is but he had one hell of a season last year yeah, i'm like yeah. he had to have had the uh, the sports almanac from back <laughs> to the future he had to have seen because he picked eric jones at darlington yeah. who does that right and and, and comes anyone yeah so it's like I don't know who this hunter guy is, but yeah, he's my a, God, he's, he's a buddy pretty good. Of mine. I, I met at work there, and and you know, hunter, hunter told me, you know, when I tried to get him into the into the NASCAR league, you know, he, I, I know hunter likes to gamble and have some fun. You know, he's a he's your average guy, but uh, he told me that, you know, he he hadn't watched NASCAR pretty much since senior passed. You know, yeah. him and his dad used to watch NASCAR together, and he said after that they just kind of quit, mm-hmm. and. Uh, but this, this, he joined the league last year for the first time, and he's every Sunday he's texting me now, you know, watching his races, cussing these drivers, you know. Yep. And, and, <laughs> and, but that, that's that's what that's half of my enjoyment of the league. You know, it's yep. no, nobody in this league gets rich by any means. No, but it is bragging rights. It's shit. It's talking. pride, pride yeah. in your pick, you exactly. know. And you're pulling for a guy that you normally wouldn't pull for. Oh, I pull for Chevrolet sometimes. So yeah, I'm not a. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's you know I've had to pick a Toyota on occasion. I really didn't like to do that, but I had to pull for. Well, some of them I don't mind so much. But others, right. We'll get back to that but that's, episode. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's one of the future talks that uh, we'll we'll discuss that. But so, um, no, that's about. Um, so. We've been going here for a little while, and this is our first episode. So, what 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 do you think? You got anything more to to talk about, discuss? People to gripe about? People to? No, no, I don't. Uh, nobody to complain about. I think it's going to be an interesting year. We've seen a lot of a lot of changes over over the season. You know, Rod yeah. Priest went into Stuart Hall's. He did Cole really Custer. good at Daytona. Yeah, he impressed me at Daytona. Cole Custer, you know, he he. Took I hope a he step. can get back to where he was. Yeah, he took a step back, but yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think Tony made the right call there. I'm glad he won that won that battle with Gene. Yeah. On putting Priest in that car. Yeah. And I think I you know not not to say I wanted to see Cole Custer take a step down, but I think that step down is going to help him down the road. I think it will because now he has the feel bit. of NASCAR at the top level, and he knows what it's going to take to be successful. Right. So he knows what to focus on. Now, Absolutely. Going back forward. Um. I was going to say something. Just a minute ago, <clears throat> but I have no idea what it was. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been going for an hour. We've been going for a little while now, so we'll just wrap up this episode. We'll. Uh, I've I've already thought about just in our talks today. I've already thought about a few things to talk about for next week, um, and uh, we'll pick right back up there.
Yeah. And uh, we'll we'll be talking to you again between Auto Club and Las Vegas. Yep. We'll be right back here doing it again, going for our second show. Um, thank you for those who are listening. And um, not sure what day these things will start uh, getting uploaded. We want to get to a, at some point in the future. We want to get to a certain day that we upload these. But uh, as for now, we're learning, so bear with us. Uh, we're figuring it all out. But uh, thank you for those who have listened. And uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Right in the face. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>